Hello, this is Curtis Edwards, Vice President of Investor Relations at Hudson Investing. Are you ready to start building your multifamily portfolio? Kent and I are excited to announce our newest deal in Spartanburg, South Carolina. This 157-unit property offers a unique chance to acquire a B-class value-add property for just $120,000 per door. This is well below replacement costs. De-risking the deal even further is a favorable loan assumption with over six years remaining at 3.73% fixed. With 50 economic development projects underway and 70,000 jobs within a 20-minute drive, the South Carolina upstate region is primed for above-average job, population, and rent growth. Don't miss out on this exclusive deal. Find the link in the description notes to learn how you can invest. These moments are so rewarding, more fulfilling than any dollar amount to be able to make that difference for a family. Welcome to Right Around Real Estate, the show about how to passively invest like a pro. On each episode, I interview real estate experts who give their top investing advice, strategies, and tools, and I break down their insights into practical steps to avoid the pitfalls and make better investments. I want to help you passively invest like a pro. This is Ritter on Real Estate, and I'm your host, Kent Ritter. Hello, fellow investors, and welcome to another episode of Ritter on Real Estate. We teach you how to passively invest like a pro. Today, my guest is Franco Perez. Franco's the founder of Franco Mobile Homes, and he's made it his life's mission to address the affordable housing crisis, innovatingly providing solutions through well-designed mobile homes. I think Franco has a very unique process and, and solution he's providing and service uh, that he's created. So really exciting to dig in today. Uh, before we start, though, we're going to start where we always do at the top with getting to know Franco a little bit. So Franco, tell us a little bit about who you are and how you got to be where you are today. Yeah, so great question. I guess to get to where we're at today, long story short, kind of my parents were immigrant parents that moved here from the Philippines. We merely moved to Silicon Valley. It was tough for them to survive. They split. It was an unfortunate situation where they split up. My dad was the main breadwinner at the time. He fled the country and I was left with my single mom and younger sister to survive here when I was 17, 18 years old. I had to drop out of school, start working two jobs at the same time. And it was interesting because as much as we were working at the end of every month, it was so difficult for us to pay for rent. And I even had to borrow money from my boss at the time. And I remember thinking like, why is life this difficult for us? I feel like we're good people. We've never done anyone wrongly or anything like that. But why is it that we have to go through this pain of being in this rent rat race and while the wealthy get to benefit from home ownership and, and that sort of thing. So devoted my life to trying to figure that out. I became a real estate agent for a while, did pretty well doing that, but I actually hated it after a while. I I realized that, you know, it, it was interesting, but they trained us to help the wealthiest people we could help get the most expensive home that they could or their third or fourth investment. And I I hated the fact that I had to turn away people and say, hey, you don't make enough money. You don't have enough as a down payment. And unfortunately, you'll have to save more or make more in order for me to help you. 
And I knew that those were people that were in the shoes that I was in back then. And I know that today there's people in those shoes right now and searched to try to find something that could make an impact for those people. Found government work wasn't really as great as I thought. And I accidentally came across mobile homes. And what I thought mobile homes were, were just trailer trash places for criminals and drug dealers and that sort of thing. But I, through discovery, found out there's a lot of great communities and there's a lot of great use case situations where families are starting their wealth building journey through mobile homes and built a business around helping people get out of the rental rat race into mobile home ownership and then helping people get from mobile home ownership into regular real estate. And now we're building and converting old mobile homes into massive 2,000 square foot homes, three bed, two bath with 12 foot high ceilings, quartz countertops, stainless steel appliances, and as modern as could be. And that's where we're at today. So just building those out in different areas like the Bay, LA, San Diego, and now doing consulting work for areas of uh, Arizona, Texas, Vancouver, and other areas as well. Gotcha. Really interesting. And congrats on all your success from how far you've climbed and and now the mission to give back to those that are in your shoes. I mean, I just think that's such a powerful story. And so now that you've, yeah, now that you've started this, tell us about this strategy and what does this look like? You know, walk us through a typical project for you guys. Yeah. So I guess generally what we, with how our business works, it kind of acts as a brokerage model first, where we help people transact. So people that want to get out of that rental rat race, you know, one big problem is the, you're either renting at a huge amount a month, or you purchase a huge single family home. That's very hard to attain. And what people don't realize is that Mobile homes are a perfect stepping stone in between because it's a blend of both. You ha- you get a lot of the ownership benefits while you don't own the land and you're paying a space rent to the park. But the pros to that is that it's a much more affordable entry cost while still getting the benefits of ownership, which is appreciation, tax benefits. You get to leverage a loan to build an asset, right? So you get a lot of those perks that you don't normally get access to being middle class and we help people transition from renting into that ownership model. And then we also help people sell off from there to regular real estate as well. The second part of our business is really more of a, of a construction business. We, we help convert a lot of these old style 1970s trailers that are 700 square feet and help them analyze, hey, you have a lot here that we can actually turn into a 2000 square foot home. You can spend $270,000 to convert this old one to a new one and your new sale value of your future sale value of your home will be closer to $400,000, right? And just like in real estate, how we understand that we can spend to add more square footage to raise the value of our home and understand ROI, it's the same thing for these mobile home residents. They can convert what they have more than double their square footage, up the quality of the build, and spend 250 and have a new sale value of 400k. It becomes a perfect um, upgrade from what they have. They get to upgrade their life, their square footage, the quality of the home, while also upgrading their asset and the value of what they have. 
Gotcha. Very, very unique strategy. I think the first I've heard of taking old mobile homes and converting them in, into larger houses. So are you guys, do you own the park that you're operating in or are you just working like with park owners or are they not even involved? Are you just working with the individuals and buying individual houses or individual mobile homes within the parks? Most of our business is with the, with the individuals in the parks, but we do work closely um, now we have a lot of partnerships with park owners as well, because with what I said, it, what's beautiful about this is it's actually a win-win for all different parties, several different parties. It's a win for the resident themselves. It's also a win for us because we get to transact in that. And it's a win for the park owner because it beautifies and raises the value of their community to have nicer, higher quality homes in their community. And it also helps the neighbors as well, because it's just like a, a neighborhood when a home sells for much more than what it used to, it raises the value of their neighbor's mobile homes as well, right? So just like in real estate, it's very similar with this also uh, when it comes to mobile homes. And then it also incentivizes them to be able to convert their old ones to new ones also. But yes, uh, and then as far as ownership, I'm part of a few co-ops where we do it. And we have a few projects that we're doing with building out parks as well, but that's only in the more recent time that we're doing it. I wouldn't consider that our core priority, but yeah. So we do work with park owners and help them understand how, how they can raise the value of their communities. And, but most of our clientele reach out to us through our YouTube channel and that sort of thing, just building out their individual home itself. Gotcha. And how do so that you started to answer my next question was be how do you find the opportunities to to come in and do this? Yeah. So I guess what's fascinating is at first it sounded like a crazy dumb idea to to work on mobile homes. It, when I first started, I was I had to convince investors to work with me, and everyone said no. Several said no. And I had to convince someone like, Hey, just let me do one project. You can keep all the profit you want on the first two deals. I just need to build this out so I can prove my point. Right. And then with that, you know, it's kind of one of those things where once we built it, people understood the beauty of how beautiful these homes can be and the, the mm -hmm. need that this is in many metro areas. So in, in our area, it's very difficult to get housing. And once those were built, we had 13 to 18 offers on every single home we've built and the demand is there. So it's just a matter of getting it um, built out. The, and then now one of our biggest problems is really the association and the stigma around mobile homes. We only mm -hmm. know what we know around mobile homes because of what we see in movies or TV shows like Breaking Bad. And, you know, we realize we have to fight those stigmas through video and that's exactly what we did through showing people how these homes are built, how we build these in factories on an assembly line with high level of quality. And then we also show them how beautiful these communities can look. They have great swimming pools. They have their own gyms, spas, community clubhouses, right? And showing success stories of families, these teachers that were about to be forced out of moving out of the area, but are able to feel financially secure because they were able to secure a mobile home in this area, right? And a lot of these use cases and stories and visuals of the quality of how important mobile homes are, our YouTube channel has kind of been our main source of business. Interesting. To answer that question. 
Yeah. So who are the people that are reaching out? Is it the mobile home owners who say, hey, I think there's an opportunity here to really increase the value of my home by making an investment? It's mostly the residents themselves, but we do have often mobile home park owners as well that that are trying to find out how to deploy the system into their parks as well, because it's there's not a lot of understanding of how assets and how value works actually in these mobile home parks, mm-hmm. whether you're a mobile home owner. Surprisingly, a lot of mobile home park owners don't understand the values as well. Mm-hmm. And then or if you're a mobile home resident. Right. But that being said, it's very important to understand your specific market and and where these communities are mm-hmm. with what we do. It makes a lot of sense in these high density markets with high population, good economies and, and that sort of thing. So that's why Austin makes sense. Even Atlanta is starting to grow very well. Um, but definitely our California markets is where this problem is happening, but every market has its own different price point difference, but the ratios are typically about the same. Sure. So you're looking for markets that have a high barrier to entry for for new homes, right? Expensive new home entry price and a lot of population growth, low supply of housing. I mean, that makes a ton of sense where you can take these and convert that and kind of create this middle ground opportunity there. So can you walk us through, you mentioned a lot of people don't understand like like the value and, and how you create value in these. Can you walk us through the economics of just one of these deals or just kind of speak generally around, you know, walk us through that, like where you start and how you create value and maybe some of the steps you're doing and and what you end up with. Sure. I mean, I guess the basics when it comes to the, it it depends who, who we're speaking for. If it's the resident, you know, it's really very similar to real estate where it's the square footage, the square footage, the quality of the, the year of the home, the amount of bedrooms and the finishes. And, and, how we determine the actual value and comp value is the comparison into what are people paying for renting for like, let's say a two bedroom apartment or a three bedroom single family home. And then what is the median sale price for single family home, right? So in, I'm going to say some numbers in our area, but it's very different in most of the country. Our area is probably the worst uh, of the country, but a two bedroom apartment in my area is about $3,400 a month, a single family home in a median range single family home is about $1.5 million. And, and that's an average home, right? And how does someone that's renting ever dream of attaining a piece of real estate if that's how big that wealth gap is, right? Now, if they wanted to put 10% down on a single family home, that's about $150,000. Their monthly payments with tax and insurance would roughly be around $8,000 a month, which is a huge leap. Now, if we look at mobile homes, we're at an average price point of about $300,000, where 10% would be 30K. Their monthly space rent would be about $1,000. Their monthly mortgage would be about twenty-eight dollars to $2,900, right? So their monthly payment, their first, their barrier to entry instead of 150k would be $30,000 and then their monthly payment would look about $4,000 just a bit more than what they're paying on full rent but by switching that to a mobile home they get a lot of the ownership benefits they get to leverage a loan to build their assets to build their net worth they get appreciation 
which a lot of people believe that they don't appreciate, but they actually do in many of these areas. Mm -hmm. And then the third is third is the tax benefits as well. So a lot of homeowners get a lot of tax perks and you get that same benefit when it comes to mobile homes as well, right? And just by bettering people's cash flow from renting to owning a mobile home, then they're able to feel more financially secure. And three, five years later down the line, they have an asset that they can sell and then maybe have money to purchase real estate later down the line, right? And, and that's the key thing is allowing that bridge in between and creating a stepping stone in between for people to have access to, to bettering themselves if they want to. Gotcha. And that three to $400,000 purchase price, that's for after you've remodeled the home, right? That's, that's for one of the homes you've done, correct? Mm-hmm. Correct. Gotcha. So what does it look like yeah. before that process? Like somebody's like, what is somebody buying an old mobile home for? And then how are you guys coming in and working with them? Is it, is it as a general contractor? Is there a different relationship? And then kind of what, and what are folks putting into it? You know, like build that up for us to get to that home. That's worth three, 400,000. Her stuff, like that area, those numbers I was mentioning is really Silicon Valley, but like, let's say it was in Atlanta, for example, like the, the ratios could be similar, but the price sure. points could be different, right? So sure. like median price point could be 600,000 for single family. It could be the average rent is like 1800 a month and their average mobile home could be about 170,000, right? Sure. So those numbers can really change a lot. But yeah, it's, it's as far as how it works, I mean, basically it's it's working with these factories and we have our general construction license to be able to build these out and and build these at scale but it's really how we build them in these factories first is where the most important uh, element of this is it's kind of like i always use this car analogy but cars were originally built just for the rich and wealthy and it was only until we were able to build it in factories on an assembly line that we were able to make it more affordable for everyone to access mm -hmm. and for everyone to afford and that's exactly what we're doing now when it comes to mobile homes we're building these homes in a factory in a controlled environment on an assembly line and if you see our YouTube channel, you'll see the beauty of the home actually moving on an assembly line as it goes down. And, you know, they start with the steel frames and then they build it out with the two by six foundation and two by four exterior walls and utilizing that assembly line fashion. And in the end, having a product that's completed much more affordable home with that's built with quality and and that's built with less manpower and less material as well, right? Because construction, we're facing a lot of issues. We're, we don't have enough skilled labor. Most of our skilled labor is 45 years old and older and going to retire. And we don't have enough young people getting into the, the market of wanting to work with a hammer. And that's going to bite us very badly later down the line. And if we don't innovate and change how we build housing now, it's only going to get way worse, right? It's It's going to be a world where you either own a home or you don't. And, and we have to protect that level of opportunity to that financial freedom element of it. And, you know, that's one of the big reasons why this mobile home elements has been trending a lot lately is because we've been building homes the same way for over a hundred years. Be, you know, everything we build now, this laptop, 
our phones, the cars are all being optimized in the process in these assembly lines, but housing for some weird reason are still being stick built, are still being, we're still transporting labor, we're still transporting all the materials to the site, having tons of waste and carbon emissions. But this really is the future of how we build homes. Yeah, I mean, I love that. And we have our own little example where we just put a clubhouse on one of our multifamily properties. Uh, and, and yeah, we did it. We would have manufactured home for the clubhouse. And it's, you know, you would never, you would never know. It's extremely nice. You know, it's got great finishes. And mm-hmm. but yeah, you just, you bring it in, lay a slab, sit it down and, you know, it's pretty much ready to go. So yeah, I've had my own experience in that. And it was a much more efficient and cheaper way to get that project done. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Well, great, Franco. I appreciate you sharing all this info with us. It's it's fascinating. Basically, these high-end mobile homes that can really fill this affordable housing gap in markets that have, like you said, that big barrier to entry to, to buy that first home. This can really be, like you said, that stepping stone. And so I think it's that position, you know, between renting and, and maybe that traditional single family. So great service. It sounds like you're doing something like you're helping a lot of people out, especially in those those high rent, high price markets in California and now others throughout the country. So fantastic work you're doing there. I want to take you now through our, our keys to success round. So I've got four questions I want to ask you. The first one is, so this is uh, more from an investment standpoint, but you know, if you were going to take your money and you were going to invest in a project, maybe it's one of these mobile homes or something that somebody else was doing and you could only ask them one question, what would that one question be? That's tough. That's a really tough one. Uh, and I'd say, I think if I can only ask one is, is what is, what is the economics of this market and what this area? And and I think that will relate to kind of like population growth, job growth, climate. Why would people want to be in this area in the future? That's, that's probably what my question would be. Gotcha. Good question. Next, what are you most proud of in your career? Most proud of, man. I, I think I'm most proud of our team and, and, and how caring they are. I think, you know, we always celebrate and enjoy the moments where we see a, a great family that felt like they were never able to afford something and and finally see them be able to afford that. And I think that's really what drives our company so much to be as hardworking as they are, because these moments are so rewarding, more fulfilling than any dollar amount to be able to make that difference for a family. And I'm most proud of our team for building this business out. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's a really powerful mission you guys have. And again, everything just doing a great service for folks. What is a book that everybody should read? A book? I'd say, you know, I have a different book for every phase of my life. But uh, I think one is Lean Startup is one of my favorite books. It's uh, it, it teaches how to simplify business, how to build value, how to create prototypes. I don't know that it will relate much with real estate investing, but I do think it's something that should that everyone should should read. Gotcha. Well, we'll take it away. We'll make sure it's uh, linked down in the notes so people can easily access it. And lastly. What is your number one key to success? Key to success, I'd say I'd bring it to resourcefulness. Um, what's interesting is like all the information's out there, uh, and I feel like 
you know, I never went through any formal college, didn't really know much about real estate. There's nothing I did differently or nothing that I had a huge benefit on, but the, it was really my, because I was so driven to fix this problem, I had to be resourceful. And whether it was coming up with our first investors, whether it's figuring out how to deal with finances, whether it's building out a construction company, it was all through whether it was YouTube, the internet, and just being resourceful with the information out there. But the information is out there. And if we're not resourceful in using it, it's we're kind of at a, a standing point and can't progress from there. So I, I try to teach a lot of people to be as resourceful as they could. Yeah, I, I love that message. I, I'm often surprised at how many people just get stopped at that first barrier because they just, they want to be fed whatever the answer is. I mean, so often, as you said, with YouTube or Google these days, I mean, the answers are out there kind of right at your fingertips. You just got to do a little bit of work to figure it out. Yeah. So I think that's a fantastic uh, tip for sharing and just absolutely key to success to just, you know, be resourceful enough and take the initiative to figure it out yourself. Absolutely. Very cool, Franco. Well, thank you for coming and sharing today what your company's working on. I mean, solving a huge problem and really creating a lot of value in people's lives and helping people create uh, financial security. Uh, folks that you said, you know, thought they'd never be able to own a home, you know, getting them down that path. So I think, you know, great work for you and your team. And if people want to learn more about what you're doing or if they're interested in, you know, taking a, a peek at one of these homes, how can they reach out to you? Yeah, all of our links are at www.franco.tv. You can see the 3D tours of our homes. You can see the videos of the communities and how they're built. Um, or you could just Google us at Franco Mobile Homes. So, yeah. Awesome. Well, again, we'll make sure that's all linked below so people can easily access it in the show notes and check you out. And th Franco, thank you so much for coming on and hope you have a great rest of the day. Awesome. Thanks for having me. Thanks for listening to another great episode of Ritter on Real Estate. Hit the subscribe button to make sure you don't miss out on the content that will make you a better investor. Also, visit KentRitter.com for articles, videos, and tools curated just for passive investors. Until next time, this is Kent Ritter with Ritter on Real Estate. Now go out and invest like a pro.